Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Millions of Americans finance the home of their dreams with their help. They can help you too. Rocket Mortgage. Push button. Get mortgage. We have McKeon and Graceffo producing the show back at CBS Sports Radio in New York City. At the end of this hour, Sean Marash will take over. He'll talk NFL, the World Series, college football, and deliver eloquent opinions on everything sports and in his life. That's coming up at 2 o'clock Eastern, 11 Pacific time. Uh, Huge questions of the night. Uh, Your CBS eyeball test, top four teams in college football. I know we went through some of the schedules, and we had great feedback from the audience on air and on the social networks. But if I told you by games I've watched in person or on TV, and I said my four best teams, well, let's throw out the number ranked wins, and I know I've broken it down multiple ways. But if you ask me on visually the huge CBS eyeball test, I would go Ohio State, LSU, Alabama, and Clemson. But if I go on schedules and I throw in who you've played, I probably would slide Penn State in there. So that's why when you sit here and try and deliver your four, Because the field is narrowing down. It is. And Ohio State plays Penn State, and Alabama plays LSU, and that bodes well for Clemson. It does. The college football playoff committee has talked in the past about how they look at a team and how well they perceive that team to be. You know, you you would wish strength of schedule would come into play. I think every year it goes by, we're closer to eight teams as soon as they have a TV deal that's up. Because they're not going to expand until they get more money and they get a new TV deal. So then the Power Five conferences each get their conference champion, which increases the value of the conference championship games and also regular season games. And then there are three at-large bids. Now, I used to be on this underdog feel-good side of things that the mid-major conferences like the MAC would all be able to get a spot. No, I'm not going to do that unless they earn it. If they deserve one of the three at-large bids when it expands to eight, then more power to them. Until then, no, you're not going to deny a team that's worthy. So your Notre Dame, like I was talking to Pete Sampson, who follows the Fighting Irish for the Athletic on Friday on my statewide show in Michigan before the ND at Michigan game. And I said, is the day coming where Notre Dame will join the ACC and be a part of the Power Five? And he said, no. And I said, well, what if it goes to eight teams for the college football playoff? And Pete said, 
that even helps Notre Dame more because then they know they have to be one of the three at-large teams, which means every year Notre Dame goes 11-1, and one, chances are they're getting one of those three at-large bursts. And Notre Dame usually plays about four games that they can lose. You know, this year they've had Georgia. You know, SC when they're better, when Urban Meyer takes over next year. At Michigan is a tough one, and now they're going to play again like 2033. And then they try and figure out one more. They get, you know, three or four games they could lose. You're ND, you're independent. You're not sharing your money with anybody when it comes to football. You got your NBC deal. Future schedules for Notre Dame are being ramped up because NBC, if they're going to fork over big bucks, hey, nothing against ND BYU, but we want ND Alabama. We want ND Ohio State. We want big boy games. And I think coaches are seeing from the college football playoff committee that if you do play a tougher schedule, you could be rewarded on the backside even with a loss. So the 18 playoff is coming. Power 5 controls the college football playoff, and you create three at-large bursts. So if your conference is super strong, whether it's the SEC or the Big Ten this year, Penn State, well, look, look at the Big Ten East. You have Ohio State, three. Penn State probably moves up to five now with Oklahoma losing at K-State. Wisconsin was at 13. They're on the west side with Minnesota, two ranked teams. And you have Michigan at 19. They'll move up after thrashing ND and Iowa at 20, who beat Northwestern 20 to nothing. So you have in the Big Ten East, you have two of the top five teams. So how can you pile on the Big Ten? I give the SEC love. Those of you who have listened to me nationally here on CBS Sports Radio, I've always been a big fan of the SEC. But I think there are some great football teams. You know, Michigan's coming to life. They're playing the last six quarters like most expected them when they were the preseason picks to win the Big Ten. And after they got thrashed at Wisconsin, stomped on, the questions about Jim Harbaugh ever winning the big games were out there. Well, he beat number eight by 31 at home in the pouring rain. But what's missing are those big boy road wins against highly ranked teams. You know, Notre Dame gets blessed with playing a lot of games at home. When have they won the big ones on the road? Alabama, you know, as a caller pointed out. So once we get to eight in the college football playoff, I don't think there's any argument. Maybe someday, 20 years down the road, you might see an expansion, but I believe eight is the perfect number right now. It is. Because that gives a team on the backside at eight with two losses a chance to still get into the playoff. So your eyeball test, I want to do that this hour, your top four teams you've seen visually. And then the top four in the NFL. That kind of changes weekly, not at the top, because the Patriots are still there. I am shocked by this conversation that's out there that Tom Brady's talked about his future, that 
I heard Adam Schefter and Steve Young going back and forth that Brady might play for another team next year. Now, my son Ace is a huge Patriots fan. He's 13. Offensive lineman, plays seventh grade football. Loves the Patriots. And we were talking about that, and uh, he makes some good points. He's like, why would Tom Brady ever want to leave? I don't think Tom Brady would ever choose to leave the Patriots. It goes back to the end of Jimmy G's time and all that talk that Belichick wanted him and Brady and the TB12 special ops moves with Kraft. You wonder if would, would Belichick's ego, and we've seen this, we have, would his ego want to push Brady out so he could try and win a ring with another quarterback and show the world it just wasn't Brady. I don't get for a guy who's nearing 50 like Brady. My son Ace thinks Brady will play until he's 50 because he eats a lot of kale. Not my son, Brady. This talk where where he could leave, why? Why would you leave a setup where there's talk about you going undefeated again. The only way Tom Brady would ever discuss his future is if Belichick was saying, hey, man, this is the last year. I'm going to get out while the getting out is good with you. I need to groom somebody else. They know they have a made-for 14-2 14-2 and two season, which means home field advantage in Foxborough, and chances are they're going back to a Super Bowl where they will play a salty NFC team. Whether that ends up being New Orleans, San Francisco, Seattle, the Rams, Minnesota, who's playing great football right now, Green Bay, or even Dallas. I just, you know, Brady leaving and. My son and I are having pizza and we're talking about, okay, if Brady leaves, what, what is his team? And I said, well, Miami. No, he's not going to go to a loser. That's what my son says. Or I think his quote was, as a 13-year-old, the Dolphins are trash. That's a Patriots fan, and he just grew up loving Brady and Gronk. And he never bought the Antonio Brown jersey from the NFL shop. He's a smart kid. So I'm like, where does Brady end up? Not the Jets, not the Giants. He goes to a winner. If any of this is true, and he wants to do the Montana thing, who never looked right in a Chiefs uniform, I don't know where he goes. I really don't. I don't know where he goes where he could win. Immediately. The one spot I thought about was Chicago with the Bears. Cold weather, he's used to playing in it. Great defense. Nagy, for the most part, I think knows offense. Trubisky just as, you know, 
they you figure out some, but I don't think they run them as much as they used to personally. And then the Bears were they were one of the few spots where I thought it's a big city. It he he likes that the wife, the family. That was one of the few cities that I looked at and said perfect fit for Brady. Or he's just done at the end of the year. And maybe when they discuss the future and Brady wants to move on, when you know you have what could be a 14-2 and season, 16-0, and run the table again. Maybe one game in the Super Bowl to win it all, and you walk out a winner. And you, you eat kale and TB12 shakes. James Graceffo is one of our producers at CBS Sports Radio. And he's a Jets fan. And all Jets fans are required by New York law to hate the Patriots. But he has a picture of Tom Brady next to the board where he produces his show. And he kisses his fingers and he puts it on Tom's face before every show he produces. Now that's a Jets fan. False. It has a heart on it too. Oh, he got sick and went to the Manhattan medical emergency room. Graceffo did. And he's so in love with Brady. He told the nurse, I think I have TB 12. Tuberculosis number 12. (laughs) See, now people are thinking we're making fun of tuberculosis. We can't do that. I apologize. Yeah, I do too. I know Graceffo deep down. He loved Brady. Now, if he's if he's leaving, he's done with football. He's not going to another team. That would be the most ugliest look ever. Why? Who knows? I you know, there's always stories with the Patriots because they're the best. Who's going to beat them? Cleveland? No. I'm looking at Buffalo in Foxborough. I'm trying to figure out where New England loses games this year. Not happening with the Browns. They're in disarray. At Baltimore, that's a night game. Baltimore crowds are rowdy. Watch out. That was the one I told my son. I said, that that might be one of two losses at Philly. But the Eagles aren't playing well, but still Philly. You know, Kansas City, do you get Mahomes that dislocated kneecap? I don't know. What's the rush with him? But I think the rush is you're worried about where the Chiefs are going. Dallas at home, possibly at Houston. I mean, they're, and then Buffalo at home. So I, I still think they'll lose one, one or two. Oh, hold on, Bill. You're a Patriots hater. Yeah, they're going to be 14 and two. So I need your top four teams in the NFL. I'll tell you my number one team, no surprise, the Patriots. I need your four in order, 1-855-2124-CBS. That's 1-855-2124-227. At Saturday Huge on Twitter. And Saturday Night Huge Show on Facebook. It's the Saturday Night Huge Show. Once again, here's Huge Bill Simonson. CBS Sports Radio's toll-free number, 1-855-212-4227, is brought to you by Geico Great News. Here's a quick way you could save money. 
Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com. And in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. That's at geico.com. McKeon and I were just talking about this Brady scenario. And he hits free agency in March. Talk about his future. Is it leaked by the Patriots? Is it, is it or the Patriots? Is it leaked by Brady? You know, because his question could be, "Hey, man, I'm in great shape. Look, we go 14 and two. We could win another Super Bowl. I want a three year big money deal. I've taken pay cuts. I've helped the franchise. You know, all this talk about him and his trainer selling their Massachusetts area homes." Is he setting up a possible move? Does he want to change the scenery? Another challenge? Does Belichick want to try and win it without Brady? It seems ridiculous. But from a pure business standpoint, there will come the time when Tom Brady isn't going to be Tom Brady. And the Patriots aren't going to be the Patriots, but we've been saying that for how long? How many years have we been saying that very same thing? That we don't know if this is the final year. And now we're talking about these guys go 14 and 2, right? 14 and 2. And we're talking about the end. When you get these dynasties, we always discuss the end. And as McKeon said, the only place is Chicago. For a guy as big as Brady, the greatest quarterback of all time in the NFL, if he hits free agency, I don't think people are lining up. A, his age, and B, the money they have already slated for existing QB contracts. Yeah, a guy like Teddy Bridgewater, as McKeon said, will get paid by somebody based on what he did without Breeze. Sooner or later, these guys are going to get old. It's just part of the game. I do need your top four uh, in the NFL. You can drop them at 1-855-2124-CBS. That's 1-855-2124-227. Top four in college football, top four in the NFL. Dave in South Carolina, you're on the Saturday Night Healed Show. Bill, thanks for getting me in. You know, having left Death Valley, the real Death Valley in Clemson, South Carolina, watching Clemson dispatch Boston College pretty thoroughly. As a matter of fact, I don't even believe Boston College got over 150 yards total offense tonight. Uh, Obviously, my top four is going to lead off with Clemson because to this point, Clemson has gone through its schedule with the only exception of a one-point victory in a, you might want to call it lackluster performance against the University of North Carolina. But since then, and even before then, Clemson has done what it is supposed to do. It has played who's in front of it and has beaten them without question. And yet they're the only team that falls in the polls with a victory. So if you're going to look at top four, I'm with you. Uh, you got to put Bama in because – Bama sits on the right hand of, of God our Father. So you've got to put Bama there. Clemson's there. You've got to put Ohio State in because Ohio State to date has played the toughest opponent between the three mentioned 
and that's number uh, thir- 13, Wisconsin, and beat them pretty thoroughly. So if you're looking for number four, Oklahoma bowed out today. Texas is no longer in the conversation, so you got to put – basically got to put Penn State there. But I want to ask you this and take it off the air if you don't mind, is the college football pundit, the talking heads, the four-letter networks, I believe personally that they feel that Clemson is more of a, uh, is a turnoff to the college playoff, and they would like to have the Blue Bloods that, that you've mentioned earlier, the Bama versus Notre Dame versus Oklahoma versus Ohio State versus Southern Cal. That's why Urban's going to come back and try to resurrect the Trojan program. Do you believe, and, and again, no, no personal take in here, but do you believe that Clemson is more a pain in the side for college football pundits, not the, not the playoff itself, but because of what they're able to do and have done in two of the last four years, and by putting an exclamation point of beating up the biggest bully in the yard last year by 28. And, hey, thank you for letting me in. I look forward for your answers. Take yeah, care. and, buddy, thank you for listening, David, down in South Carolina. I think the TV market size of, what, your two biggest markets in South Carolina would be Charleston, right? Uh, that's your biggest market. I don't think there's a conspiracy, but I do think – in the analytic world we live in, people are breaking down schedules like we have on this show, but also I do the eyeball test. When I do the eyeball test, Clemson is in my top four. But I would like to see them challenged against a quality team. I, I think Clemson's in that modern blue blood category. And I like Dabo, and I like his program. And I like the talent he cranks out to the NFL. And Lawrence, I don't think, has been totally healthy this year. So my CBS eyeball test says Ohio State, LSU, Alabama, Clemson. You want to join us? one 855 cbs That's one 855 At Saturday Huge on Twitter. Saturday Night Huge Show on Facebook. It's the Saturday Night Huge Show. Once again, here's Bill Huge Simonson. Sunday, it's an NFL on CBS doubleheader, starting with the Colts battling the Broncos or Kyler's Cardinals taking on the Saints, followed by the Browns and the Patriots going toe-to-toe in Foxborough. It all begins with the NFL today at noon Eastern, 9 Pacific only on CBS Television. We do have one final segment. Sean Marash. he's becoming one of the great radio stars in North America. The Sean Marash show. 20 minutes away, give or take. One or two minutes and an update from John Fass. He's doing great radio. He'll talk about the World Series. He'll talk about the NFL. He'll talk about college football. Tiger! Now, with the time change, I'm getting all confused. I think he's teeing off here for the Makeup 18 in Japan at the Zozo Classic. And I don't think he's ever lost when having more than a three-shot lead when wearing the Tiger Red, which I follow the Tiger Tracker, and they said that in Japan he's wearing the Tiger Red. Tiger Woods, 
He's must-see TV. So I'm trying to figure out when I get off the show here before I tune in to Sean Marash on my drive home, when I get home, if I'll be able to watch some Tiger Woods in Japan. That'll be good stuff. Inside this segment, your top four NFL teams at this hour. Who are they? I mentioned before the break that it's easy to go Patriots number one. In the AFC, second best team is Buffalo. They are. Second best team is Buffalo. New England one, Buffalo two in the AFC. In the NFC, you go with the Niners. But then if you did the CBS eyeball test, you might go with the Saints, seeing that they accomplished that 6-1 and one start without Drew Brees. Or you would go with Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers, who feels rejuvenated. Or even Kirk Cousins in Minnesota, where after they were embarrassed and inept in Chicago, how is Kirk Cousins going to earn his $30 million? Well, they kind of reined everything in, and they got Cook, who's the best running back in pro football right now, and they're 6-2. and two. So picking your top four, I don't know if, you know, Buffalo may be the second best in the AFC, but in my top four, I think New England at one is the only one I'm having from the AFC. Two, I would go with the way Rodgers and Green Bay have been playing and how improved they are on defense. Three, New Orleans, what they did without Breeze. And four, I'll give it to the Niners right now because they're undefeated. But Seattle, the Rams are the best 4-3 team I've ever seen. Seattle would be there. Minnesota would be there. And even the Cowboys. Kind of righted the ship after that debacle against the Jets. So your top four teams in the NFL, you tell me, 1-855-212-4CBS. That's 1-855-212-4227. At Saturday Huge on Twitter and Saturday Night Huge Show on Facebook. Let's go to Olin in South Carolina. You're on CBS Sports Radio. Hey, Bill, thanks for taking my call, man. I just, uh, like Dave, uh, got back from the BC game. Um, what a mess this, uh, this playoff is after the BCS. We, <laughs> we wanted to get rid of the BCS because we didn't like it. Now we're at the four, and, you know, we need to take it to the six or eight, you know. Uh, but anyway, uh, I got LSU as number one. Clemson is two. Uh, Alabama actually is four, but Penn State is three. And the reason why is because, um, like, if you look at Alabama's best win right now, I guess it would be Texas A&M, really. Clemson's best win, Texas A&M. You know, the point margin on that wasn't too much. LSU is just, they've got both sides. They've got, you know, the offense and the defense. Everything is clicking. They just look really good. They beat, you know, Auburn. you know, they beat Florida. Uh, you know, uh, I just I think, you know, when you come to Penn State, the guy that was talking about Penn State going to Ohio, maybe not winning. I don't know. I think Penn State's better than Ohio. Ohio, their best game has been Wisconsin today. I mean, the rest of them, if you look at it, I mean, who have they played? So, I don't know. There's uh, a lot to be said on everything that has been already put out there. And I like the way that, you know, you've kind of explained everything on, you know, both the 
uh, you know, who have they played and also the eye test. So um, I'm kind of, you know, up in the air, but that's my four. So I just wanted to throw that out there. Yeah, thank you, Olin. And I hope you enjoyed Clemson and Boston College tonight. Let's travel to Detroit. And Alex, who's listening on 97, won the ticket here on the Saturday Night Healed Show. Hey, Bill. How's it going? Um, How you doing, Alex? Good, good. I just wanted to talk a little bit. Uh, earlier you were talking about uh, same old Patriots and what we expect from the Patriots. Uh, you know, this season I'm getting a little bit of same old Lions and what to expect from the Lions. And um, this recent move with Quandre Diggs going to Seattle, I want to hear what you think about what Quandre Diggs can do for Seattle's back end and uh, what it means for the Lions moving forward and what it means for Matt Patricia and Bob Quinn, more so Matt Patricia, I'd say, just because I feel like we're suffering from a coaching issue here out in Detroit. And uh, what do you think about him being legitimate, what he needs to do to prove himself, and um, is it really going to work this whole co-opting the Patriot way and applying it to a losing franchise like uh, Martha Firestone and her uh, you know, Detroit Lions? All right, Alex, well, a great call listening on 97 won the ticket in Detroit. I think when you're trading a captain and a big locker room guy and you're two, three and one and you look up and you see Green Bay six and one and you see Minnesota six and two. I personally think it's waving the flag. I don't care about salary cap for next year. And the reality with Bob Quinn, who worked in the front office with the Patriots and hired Matt Patricia, who was six and ten last year, and he's two, three and one, so that means he's eight, thirteen and one in his first 22 games as head coach of the Lions. Remember when Bob Quinn fired the likable to some, Jim Caldwell, he said 9-7 and seven wasn't good enough. And that will stick with them. And by the way, the Patriots have done pretty well without Quinn and without Matt Patricia. Look how much better the Patriot defense is without Matt Patricia as their coordinator. And the last time he was their coordinator, Nick Foles lit his defense up in Minneapolis, and won that Super Bowl. So Bill Belichick is very shrewd at making moves where he knows it can help his team. Patriot defense is playing as good through seven games, and I know some will question their schedule, than any team in recent memory. So the NFL stands for not for long or any given Sunday, and Patricia's 8-13-1, and, and if this team bottoms out and they're 5-10-1 or they're 7-8-1, they're not selling anything to the state of Michigan or to the Lions. So the question will be, will Martha Ford and the Ford family move on Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia? By trading Diggs a captain and talking about salary cap money for the following year, tells me that Bob Quinn and Matt Patricia, who are in this together, are pretty comfortable. I think the message sent is, as Darius Slay said, you know, there's no loyalty in the NFL. Yeah, it's a business. But Matt Patricia's head coach of the Lions is 8-13-1. And they had a nice start. But you could see those players not show up against Minnesota in their last game. They're playing the Giants coming up later today in Detroit. 
Their defense was top 10 last year at the end of the season. It's plummeted to just in front of the Miami Dolphins. And Matt Patricia is a defensive guy. So what happens in the NFL when you're a rookie or you play a game or a year or you're Mitch Trubisky is that you may flash. You may have a great year start or run. But where the NFL is different is the coaches on those other staffs, they figure you out. They exploit your weaknesses. They will pummel what you do wrong. Or what you think is right, they'll sucker you in. So Matt Patricia's defense has hit rock bottom. He was hired for defense. He made the right move to get Daryl Bevel to take over the offense, and I think Matt Stafford in year 11 looks as good as he's ever looked because they're taking some deep shots down the field. Injuries hit everybody. Carry on Johnson, their running back on injured reserve, won't return until mid-December. The one thing about trading digs, and I talked with Lomas Brown, who's on the Lions radio network on my statewide show on Friday here in Michigan, is there a is there an upgrade move coming before the NFL trade deadline on Tuesday? Could the Lions get a Von Miller, a Melvin Gordon, a Kenyon Drake? Could there be that move where you go, okay, now I see why they cleared salary cap money? I don't know if the Lions at 8-13-1 in their last 22 games with Quinn as a GM and Patricia as a head coach, if they're that smart. And the Lions were playing some good football against those 6-1 Packers at Lambeau, settled for too many field goals, and also some of the most atrocious calls in NFL history occurred on that Lambeau turf. At the end of the day, you are judged by your wins and losses. And right now, in the NFC North, Green Bay 6-1, Minnesota 6-2, and and the Bears, you talk about expectations – after Chicago clamoring for a team that could have won the NFC last year. And they had the doink. So they had kicker issues. Offensively, they didn't look good against Schwartz and the Eagles in the playoffs at home. And people have figured out Mitch Trubisky, just like opposing offenses have figured out Matt Patricia in year two he now has one of the worst defensive units in football. And I don't see the Lions any better than maybe 6-9-1, and one, maybe 7-8-1. and one. In the playoffs in the NFC, when you look at 6-2 and two Minnesota, when you look at 6-1 and one Green Bay, when you look at Carolina and what they've done after their rough start, New Orleans, San Francisco, Seattle, and the Rams, is it 10 wins? Maybe as high as 11 to get a wild card spot. And I don't see the Lions having an 8-2 and two finish in them. And I think it'll be tough for Matt Patricia to be the coach next year, but the Lions' ownership and front office, they give people a lot of time. Because as long as people are filling the seats... They're not going to make moves. I've said this in my nearly 28 years of doing a talk show that colleges and pro teams 
when I'm talking about football, will finally make moves when they see empty seats. And it's pretty easy to say, why? Because they're losing money. They're losing revenue. And empty seats on TV doesn't bode well for all of those marketing partners who sign multi-year deals with that NFL team locally. So until the Lions fans stop showing up, the Lions will keep it business as usual. Get your hopes up, stomp on your heart, and then try and spin progress. You need to step back and look at Matt Patricia, 8-13-1 as the Lions head coach. It's brutal. Let's go to Paul in Kansas City. You're on the Saturday Night Huge Show. Well, hello, Big Bill. How are you? How are you doing, Paulie? Hey, uh, I'm doing well. You know, I'm a case there. I'm proud of my cast today. Uh, that win over OU. Huge but win. Bill, I, yeah, who would have thought? But, uh, Bill, I won't waste uh, much of your time. I had two questions. I thought I'd mix it up with you going over college football and the NFL. I was listening to 610 Sports uh, in Kansas City the other day, and there was somebody on the air, and they were going, well, Pat Patrick Mahomes being out for three games due to injury, his any chance of trying to pursue another MVP is out of the question. So my question is, for my first one is, can he still do that? Can he come back and put up outrageous numbers? No, no, he's missing that time, and I don't think he's going to come back. And I tell you what, Paul, I have to, I have to go here. Thank you for the call in Kansas City. We're almost. Out of time, busy Saturday night. You can drop your questions and comments 24-7 at Saturday Huge on Twitter and Saturday Night Huge on Facebook. No, I don't think Mahomes can win the MVP. If you ask me right now, the leading candidates for the MVP, Watson with the Texans, McCaffrey with Carolina, and Brady uh, with the Patriots. Hey, thank you, Jimmy G. Thank you, McKeon. We'll talk to you next Saturday night here on CBS Sports Radio. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.